Good morning, everyone. It's Joe Waters here at Cause Talk Radio. I'm with my host, Megan Strand. Hey, Joe. Hey, Megan. Thanks for coming along today and joining us with the show. And on the show today, we have Alexander Chernoff, who's a professor of marketing at Kellogg School of Management at Northwestern University. Good morning, Professor. Uh, good morning, Joe. Good morning, Megan. Good morning. Well, happy Monday to everyone. And uh, Professor, we're really excited to have you on today. You have a really new, interesting study related to cause marketing that I'm hoping that you can share with us this morning. Sure, absolutely. Um, so so the, the biggest problem with cause marketing is, is uh, if a company donates money to mm -hmm. a charity, what is the impact? You know, mm -hmm. who benefits from that? Of course, the society benefits, but ultimately the, the goal of any company, at least for uh, for-profit companies, yep. and those are the companies which have the money, is to benefit their shareholders. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, there's this big question. Um, can you do well by doing good? You know, mm -hmm. whether the money you give to charities, they somehow benefit not only the society, but somehow benefit the shareholders. Right. And, and that's kind of the big question we're trying to answer. Mm -hmm. So... What makes our study interesting is that so far, the, there, there is no conclusive evidence uh, how, whether, how, and when mm -hmm. giving to charities benefits the, 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 the company. Mm -hmm. We know, of course, been, giving to charities benefit the society, the, the charities benefit, but how does the company benefit? Is there any impact mm -hmm. on the bottom line of the company? And mm -hmm. if there is, why does it happen? Mm -hmm. How exactly, why, why exactly giving to charities will benefit the, the, the shareholders, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so far, most of the research has been consistent showing that there is some positive impact of giving to charity on the overall image of the company, such right. that you know, people think, you know, this company, because they give to charity, they're somehow uh, more friendlier, more uh, human, right. more right. warm in some mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. And that's a, and that's kind of has been shown but the, the question is you know if i like this company i mm -hmm. like the brand of the company would i necessarily be more likely to buy their products mm -hmm. are there cases in which this will backfire so, mm -hmm. absolutely so, well and, so. and and we see this and our listeners probably mm -hmm. see these studies all day long most of them come out of major cause related agencies where they're asking large numbers of people um how they would change their behavior they kind of ask them they're sitting at home, maybe they're answering a survey online, um, you know, so these are all sort of consumer reported responses. I think what's interesting and when the reason we've asked you on the show today is because your experiment is a little bit different and it's it's actually putting products in front of consumers um, and asking for their response and their, their rating of certain products. So could you tell us a little bit about some of the different mm -hmm. studies and, and uh, research you did specifically? Sure, absolutely. Um, but first, kind of, it's it's important to understand kind of the big picture, what exactly we're we're studying, and we're not just looking at whether giving to charity mm -hmm. uh, makes the, co the 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 company's overall image somehow more attractive. Mm -hmm. But what we're looking for is whether the effect goes beyond that, whether a company which gives to charity, uh, whether consumers perceive the products of this company to actually be better, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Right, and that's kind of very interesting because there is uh, logically there is absolutely no reason to think that a company which gives to some unrelated charity mm -hmm. that consumers will think that its products are better. Exactly. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. So, and that's exactly what we show, and it's uh, it's one of the first studies to show that uh, giving to charity 
might actually influence not only the image of the company, but actually the people's beliefs about how their, their products perform. And, mm. I, and, and I think there have right. been some studies that talk about people being willing to pay more for, for products. So I wonder... Right. I wonder right. if that has right. something to yeah, do but, with. You know, that's interesting, Megan, because are people willing to pay for the products more because they know money's going to the cause, or exactly. do they really believe it's a better product? That's exactly. Kind of a, a that's what I was yeah. just. I was hoping right. Professor exactly. Chernoff was would tell us. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's a very good question. So you might pay more because you want to donate to charity. Right. Also, there is this issue of the uh, moral satisfaction. I want to pay more because mm -hmm. paying more makes me feel better about myself. Mm -hmm. Right. Right, 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 right. There is, in addition to that, there is also the question, well, in addition to that, do we really think, do customers really think that uh, the products of a company which gives to charity are actually better? Mm -hmm. So what we show is, is um, with different products, uh, that this is indeed the case in many scenarios. For example, so uh, we, we give people uh, wine. Mm -hmm. to drink wine and we some of the people will tell them you know this is a company uh winery which gives money to charity mm -hmm. and the other group doesn't know about this they know just the description of the of the winery and then we have both groups taste the same exactly the same wine mm -hmm. and we ask them to rate the the how much they like the wine the the, the quality of the wine mm -hmm. and what we see is significant differences between uh, those who are told that the, the, this, the, the, this company donates to a charity who like the wine better compared mm -hmm. to those who are not told. Mm -hmm. And of course, the, the effect is actually a little bit stronger for those people who, have, uh, who are not experts in, in, in wine, mm -hmm. who have less experience with wine. Mm -hmm. So what it shows us is that when we're not very sure about how the product performs, mm -hmm. we tend to draw inferences. And the inferences about the product quality are, tend to be significantly in, influenced by the, uh, our knowledge of whether or not a company donates to social causes. So let me get this straight. So you brought in uh, some participants in the study and you gave them, did you give them something to read or did you tell no, them? We, we, we gave them very short description of very the wine. Very short description of the wine and, and in, it, in it, it included something about their charitable contributions and, in one group. It, exactly. In one group, there was one sentence saying this company also donates 10% of their profits to, to a, um, I think, Heart Foundation. Okay. Uh, and the other group didn't receive this information. They got just a, a one it's one liner just, on the winery. Itself. Everything else, everything was the same, exactly the same, except for that one line, mentioning that the company donates to a particular charity. Okay, got oh. it. Okay. And then, so how did you determine how much experience people had with wine coming in? Because I know that was a difference that people who had experience with wine did not rate that particular wine more highly per se that had the charitable tie but uh, the people who had less experience in wine so uh, that right, was that just it, a, a survey yeah, it, coming in in this case we just asked people to self-report their experience expertise with wine okay and the the idea was this that um the effect that we observe is, is more likely to, to to occur in cases where consumers are not very uh certain about the product performance interesting okay and this is in most cases when the effect that you observe it would be influenced by people's knowledge about the product when you don't know much or you're not an expert in the area you tend to draw all kinds of inferences and some of those inferences are influenced by your knowledge about 
companies char- uh, charitable giving. That's interesting. And yeah, I, that I wonder about this, Joe, um, and I'm interested to know what you think about this, because there's, we see so much cause marketing in mm-hmm. the consumer packaged goods space where really the, the product distinction from one to the other may not be all that great. Yeah. And that's where we tend to see a lot of this cause marketing. So I wonder if that also has a, you know, if there's any there there as far as um, when there yeah, really yeah. isn't a lot of product differentiation. Because right, right. for mm-hmm. wine, there is a lot of, there is, there is horrible wine and there's phenomenal wine but for when you're talking about laundry yeah. detergent you know maybe there isn't as big of a right. sorry procter and gamble don't don't come <laughs> no but me, i mean but... i think there's a lot of instances i mean you can look at like campbell's support uh, support of coleman uh during october and you know and and the money they donate from their soups and stuff like that mm-hmm. and you know i mean that's definitely their edge in october is that they're gonna say hey you know the reason you should be buying our soups although you can buy soups from many other types of competitors is um it is you know our support for a cause and they do a big program in october absolutely um yeah you know the the thing is that 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 i think is interesting about this too is though i don't and i professor i'm interested to hear what you think about this is you can never really underestimate the average american's uh appeal to brands you know and and what i mean by that is like as a society, we are so brand conscious. So even when it comes down to like soup and, you know, and other types of commodity products and stuff like that, we are just really focused on brands. I mean, there's actually an interesting company out there that makes uh, gum for a cause. And it's all about putting branding for causes on the gum and stuff like that. But I think what they've kind of discovered as a business model is that even when it comes to something as generic as gum, people really do have a brand preference in something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting whether you can really trump the brand with cause. Well, uh, first of all, the cause in itself is a brand, or you Mm -hmm. can think of this as a brand. Mm -hmm. So when you think about how how people uh, make decisions and make choices and how they use brands, um, one of the functions of branding is is that of differentiation. It gives you a reason to choose a product. Yep. You know, in what has been shown that people have very stable brand, people are very brand loyal mm-hmm. in categories where kind of really this might not have to be the case, for example, in, in, in ketchup or, or mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. chewing gum and so on. Mm-hmm. And in many cases, uh, this happens because people use the, uh, the brand as a simple heuristic, simple decision rule. I mm-hmm. always yep. buy Heinz. I always right. buy right. Hans. Good point. Or, uh, yep. So yep. in this case, now imagine you add another brand there, which is a cause marketing mm-hmm. brand. The, mm-hmm. the heart foundation or something so this might actually start acting as a substitute for the original brand mm-hmm. <laughs> because again what you if you think about this in these categories one of the reasons uh, one of the ways people rely on brands is give me a reason to choose this brand one of the reasons right. i always choose this brand another reason might be hey you know this is a good cause let me try this one and mm-hmm. if the product quality is the same or, or similar people might end up switching Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting, yeah, yeah. Professor, too, what you're saying about the importance of the nonprofit brand, because, you know, one of the things I always emphasize with nonprofits is the importance of brand building. And they mm-hmm. always ask me, nonprofits ask me all the time, Professor, they're like, mm-hmm. how can I do a better job with cause marketing? And I'll tell you, I always tell them the same thing. I got three things for you. Brand, brand, brand. When you have a good brand, you become a good, uh, a powerful magnet for company brands, for business brands, because when consumers see that brand and they know it and they feel it and they recognize it, it means something to them. And that's, I think, the, the big challenge that a lot of smaller nonprofits is not only does the brand hurt them in terms of getting on companies' radar screens, but even if they do get on companies' radar screens, it doesn't resonate with consumers because they exactly. don't know who the hell they are. 
Exactly. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So, so when you think about branding, uh, I think most companies understand that branding is important. The problem mm -hmm. is they have no idea how to do it. Yes. And uh, the, 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 as you kind of correctly point out, it's, it's exactly the case. You have to have, when you build a brand, you have to have at least two things. First is identification. You have to know. Customers have to know what your brand is. They should be aware of the brand. Yep. Uh, the second part is they should know what the brand stands for. What mm -hmm. is the meaning of the brand? Mm -hmm. And in order for you, for as a company or a nonprofit, for you to achieve that, you have to know who are there, who are your customers, who the brand is supposed to appeal to. Mm -hmm. Because without knowing who are your customers and you cannot position the brand in such a way mm -hmm. that it resonates with them, that it's meaningful uh, to them. So you have to know what your brand stands for, and you have to make sure that. Your customers or your, um, or your audience is aware of what the, what this is. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. so. Can can we talk about another uh, component of your uh, your research? You sure. you had talked to consumers about, I believe it was an ink product maker, yes. and you gave consumers reason to be suspicious of the company's yes. motives for associating yeah. with the cause yes. um, by telling people that yeah. information was taken from a company advertisement, and then the other yeah. group was told that it came, the information, the cause-related yeah, yeah. information came from an independent source. Right. Can you explain that, that right. I particular mean, uh, the, the, component the, once? Right. Yeah. So the basic idea is this. So uh, companies give to charities for different reasons. Right. The default assumption is because they want to do good, social mm -hmm. goodwill and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, but in some cases, um, especially as, as the, the, the um, social giving has become so prevalent and so on, there are, company, there are companies which do that for other reasons. Mm -hmm. And when you think about this, if consumers have a reason to believe that the, the, the motivation for a company to give to charity is not to benefit the charity, but to benefit the company itself, then consumers feel betrayed and there the the uh, the effect uh, of, of uh, charity giving and promoting charity giving might actually backfire mm. if people think that the reason you're doing it not to benefit the society not to benefit the cause but you're using that to promote yourself right mm -hmm. so that, that 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 is the idea and the effect again in all cases we're looking not only in the image of the company but whether consumers believe that by uh, giving money to charity, it will affect the performance of their product. So in this mm -hmm. case, we have the, the uh, ink, whether the ink prints better and it's more uh, vibrant colors and so on. Mm -hmm. We have other studies which show uh, like dental products. If it whitens mm -hmm. your teeth, the mm -hmm. likelihood of whitening your teeth, whether it happens more or less, mm -hmm. as a function of you donating to totally irrelevant charity. Mm -hmm. and in all cases, we show there is an effect, but only if consumers think that your motivation, the reason for giving is to benefit the society. It's not mm. not to sell, not self-serving reasons. Right, well, and, right. and there was some real nuance there about the wording that was chosen to frame those messages. Can you talk a little bit about that as well? Because I think this is important for communicators and marketers everywhere. Uh, well, I mean, uh, uh, the, the basic idea is when you, uh, I mean, uh, when you frame the wording, you you have to keep in mind how consumers will perceive the the, the message. And uh, one of the things you want to avoid is it appears that the goal of the of this is self-serving as opposed to serve the society because of this um, inferences of what is the underlying motivation. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to read a little paragraph that I had read. So um, to encourage a strong association, um, let's see, to, to, to manipulate how strongly consumers associated the social goodwill with the product, 
The authors also varied how the information was framed. To encourage a strong association, we described the new inks as being among the most environmentally friendly products on the market. Mm -hmm. To discourage the strong association, we reframed the information by describing the new inks as evidence that the company was among the most environmentally friendly companies in the world. So actually, this is is a slightly different... I, I think I misspoke initially, but this is a slightly different area where you're trying to figure out how to best frame that cause association with the product. Is that correct? Uh, yes. So one of the issues is is um, the wording that you use can promote different levels of uh, generality of thinking or abstraction. And what we show is that um, consumers are more likely, people are more likely to associate the social goodwill with the um, product performance when they think in more abstract terms. Mm-hmm. When they think in more general terms, and and the idea is that when you think about um, more abstract things, such as the um, sorry, uh, such as the the uh, the, the, the um, benefiting the society, mm-hmm. it promotes more um, broader level of associations, which can mm-hmm. connect the social goodwill uh, donating to an unrelated charity with the performance of a specific product. Mm-hmm. So the basic idea that the wording that you use can uh, change the way you think, the generality of you think, uh, the, the, uh, the, 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 the abstraction level of uh, how you think about a product, and that in turn can influence the, the beliefs about product performance. Hmm. It's a, Professor, let me ask you a question. You know, what I always think is interesting about adding cause marketing to a for-profit brand or, you know, for-profits work in that area is, you know, one of the things I always argue is I think the best way for a company to help a cause is to be a great business first and then do cause marketing because then essentially the cause is standing on the shoulder of a giant. You know what I mean? Because then, you know, it, I find that businesses that fall back and rely on cause when their own business is not well known or they're struggling, those are the things that generally don't work. Do you have some thoughts on that? I mean, do you have a perspective on that? Well, uh, I mean, uh, of course, uh, the, 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 the social, the, you, you charitable giving is always associated with the image of the company. And there two ways to, to, to position your brand. Mm-hmm. And in one case, you have a very strong brand and you're like P&G and Coca-Cola, brands yeah. which are very known and uh, very well known and liked by consumers. And you donate to charity, it strengthens your brand. Mm-hmm. Another way to build a brand is, um, again, strong brand is when the charitable giving is the core of your brand. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's your first, uh, kind of the first association which comes to the, uh, to the minds of the consumers, yeah, right? right? In both cases, you can still build strong brands. In one case, you have also strong company mm-hmm. with a totally different business model and value proposition. In the other case, the social, the charitable giving and, and social goodwill is part of the, uh, like central part of the company itself. Right, like a Tom but Shoes then, or a Timbaland yeah, or something exactly, like that. Exactly, yeah. but then you also have then you also have companies which resort to charitable giving and, and, uh, and social goodwill when they're in crisis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a model which is uh, probably not sustainable and not as effective long term in terms of uh, how it impacts the image of the company and its products. Because then consumers realize that the reason you're doing is is not necessarily to benefit the society, but to solve your own problem. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, this has been fantastic, Professor Chernov. I really appreciate it. Are, are, will we be seeing more cause-related marketing research out of your department, do you think, in the future? Of course. 
Excellent. Of course, this is a very important cause, and, and um, it, it's not about only about social um, charitable giving, but it's really about understanding what is the impact, because if we know that giving to charities, giving to social causes influences people's belief about product performance, it means that it will also influence the company's bottom line, which mm. also means that the com the, it will facilitate uh, future charitable giving. So it's really not just understanding uh, how it works, but also motivating um, companies to, to promote this type of, of, of um, social goodwill activity. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, thank you so much. I think what we'll do is in our show notes, we will put a link to where uh, people can read a little bit more about this this study and this research. So we'll put sure. that in our on our website. And Joe, where can people find you if they'd like to find out more about you? Well, of course, people can find me at my blog, SelfishGiving.com, and uh, also on Twitter, at Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Where can they find you these days? I'm also on Twitter, at Megan Strand, and I tweet for at TweetCMF, and I blog at CauseUpdate.com. And you can find Cause Talk Radio and all the other RashPixel.tv shows on iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. And on behalf of Joe and myself, thanks for joining us this week. 